Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. This is my dad, Ted. Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Knightsky. Well, it is the beginning of March, and in the United States, that means we are about to all become college basketball fans. March Madness is upon us. Conference tournaments begin soon, and then those champions play in one giant tournament to become the national champions. It's a great tradition in American sports and something that brings a lot of joy and heartache to a bunch of people. It got me thinking about the school year and the opportunities we have to make a comeback this year. This year has been a challenging one with a lot of opportunities for improvement, but now that we are well past the halfway mark with somewhere between, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 days left of school, we are approaching the beginning of the fourth quarter of the year. And I see a lot of parallels between this school year and closely fought athletic battles. And it got me thinking about how teams and fans approach the final quarter of the game, or in this case, the school year. At the beginning of the school year, I challenged schools to open the year like the opening ceremonies of the Olympics. And a bunch of you did it. Some of you even bought the confetti cannons and launched those off in front of your students or on your students. Now, though, here we are approaching the final quarter of the school year. And I wanted to create this episode in plenty of time to challenge you to think about how to end the year. Now, remember, we are all leaders with the opportunity every day to influence others. Regardless of your role in life, we each get to be wherever our feet are and lead from that spot. We lead with optimism, like the buffalo, and we charge into everything that we are facing. As we look to end this year, I want to remind you that we don't have countdowns and celebrations of the end. Instead, we count the days we have left to learn. We shift the mindset from we can't wait to get out of here to, oh my gosh, we only have 66 days left together, like a sporting event. When you're behind going into the fourth quarter, you are very aware of the time. Now, how do I know? Well, I've played every role in athletics. I was an athlete, I was a coach, and I've been a fan. The school year, for many, has felt like a game we're getting beaten and we're losing. As a result, time drags because many of us don't see a path to victory. And that is why we need to do a couple of things like in the sports world to ramp up and make a comeback. When I was coaching soccer, whether that was varsity with the girls or boys, coaching select, premier, or even just youth soccer, there were two things that always stood true. When things were good, the clock was moving slow, especially if we were in the lead by just one goal. And when we were losing by just one goal and trying to make a comeback, time moved so fast. Either way, it was a feeling like time was the enemy. I also remember that there was always a lot more energy if we had a good break at halftime, if we took the time to discuss what was going well and where we needed to improve. I also always noticed that if just a few key people believed we could stage a comeback, (laughs) we usually did. Enthusiasm and ownership creates energy. Now, as we enter the fourth quarter here, I want you to think about a bunch of ways to create the conditions for a comeback. I'm going to give you four steps for a fourth quarter comeback. Number one, create a zero-zero mindset. Number two, set the stage. Number three, start a tradition. And number four, plan celebrations. The first is your mindset and the mindset of all those around you. My favorite vocal cheer ever, 
ever is when someone yells out, zero, zero. A zero, zero mindset is important to have because when you drive in and you drive it into your mind that the score in life is actually just zero, zero all the time and you are neither winning or losing, you work a little harder. You have faith that you can win, that you can prevail, that you can overcome. Quick story. When I was coaching my son's soccer team, there was a young man who played left back on our team. He played for me and us for a very long time. He was an incredibly intelligent young man. He was an average athlete, but he was an extraordinary person when it came to attitude, and it made him a great player. His nickname was Jumpin' Joe, and he played two key roles on our team. One was as a defender, because nobody, nobody could get past him. He was the youngest of four boys, and he was tough. Early on in his time on our team, maybe like when he was 11 years old, I told him, Joey, every time we get scored on, no matter what the score is, you yell out 0-0. If we score or they score, you yell out 0-0. I told him that once, and for the next six years of being his coach, every time someone scored, either us or them, he would yell it out. Now, when he was younger and he would yell it out, he sounded a little bit like he had a speech impediment, especially if he was very excited. And occasionally, the other team would make a mistake. They would mock his optimistic cheer. Now, do you know what happens to a field of 10 teammates when the other team mocks your friend? They rally. And they rally hard. If we had just been scored on and Joe would yell, zero, zero, and the other team mocked Joe, well, there was suddenly a little bit of extra energy and extra gear with our offense. Our midfielders would plow over the other team. And many times, many times, just because of what they said to their teammate, we would score like really quickly, giving Joe the opportunity to once again yell out, zero, zero. Many times amongst our colleagues, we mock the optimist. And too often, no one responds in kind. Well, if we're going to rally and make a comeback for the fourth quarter of this year, we got to get behind our school's Joes. Heck, we need to become Joe and look for every opportunity to create and we can do this mindset. Because when we fail, it's zero, zero. Otherwise, we feel there's no reason to continue. And when we are in the lead, well, it is also zero, zero. Otherwise, we let off the gas, we get sloppy, and we fail to close out with courage. I always think the greatest examples of a zero-zero mindset can be found on the basketball court when the players who never get to play suddenly are told by the coach, take off your sweats, you're going in. Now, they might be way ahead in the game or way behind in the game, but what I see every time, boys, girls, men, or women, is that those players, they get in the game and they get to play maybe for like a minute and 30 seconds and they go out there like they're about to play for the world championship. They play with such zeal that we begin to root for them. And do you know why? Because in their head, at that moment, the score to them is 0-0, and they're just happy to be there. We need to enter the fourth quarter like a kid who's just excited to play, like a pro who plays through it all like it's 0-0, all with an appreciation that life is a gift and our service to others is our obligation. And as such, we can't show up defeated. We got to go show up like we can do it. And guess what? If that's how you show up, well, that's how others show up and they respond. Think about it. This past January of 2022, oh my gosh, we were looking into an abyss of COVID again. Now, now, a couple months later, it's leveled out. The numbers are low. So it is. It is actually zero, zero. And we now get to celebrate some levels of normalcy. 
As a result, we need to launch into the fourth quarter with a comeback mindset, and we have to be the reason that other people can do this. And we have to have reasons to maintain hope so that we can think we can pull this off because we can in an epic and historical way. Journeys are about how we finish them, not how we start, and what we learned along the way. So take the resilience you've built and take the strength to go to the next level. Make it zero, zero. Now, the second step here to a comeback is setting the stage. Great coaches can create incredible mental images. They can get others to visualize exactly what they need to do and how it will look as they are executing the plan. They use strong metaphors. They inspire. They instill a belief that those around them have the skills and the will to accomplish anything. As leaders in classrooms and counseling offices and cafeterias and the school office or anywhere, we all have the opportunity to create the same visuals. As we discussed a few weeks ago, this generation really needs predictability and the ability to see what's going on. So, what do we need to do? Well, we need to set the tone and clearly articulate how we are going to have an incredible fourth quarter, how the year is going to end on a high. That starts with us each creating the visuals so that our followers see where it is we're going by doing what? Setting clear expectations and showing others what it will look like when the fourth quarter sadly comes to an end and the journey of the school year is finished. So what do you do? Well, you break it down for those you serve so that they know what to expect. You share how they're going to be supported. You explain how you've got their backs. You explain how you're going to support them, how you're going to grow them, how you're going to make them stronger, how you're going to give them the skills to be the best version of themselves. Lay out very specific milestones and benchmarks and make certain they can visualize as much of the upcoming weeks as possible. That way, when you're running around shouting out, zero, zero, they can predict what's going to happen next. Hey, if you don't do well on a test or project in school, here's exactly what we're going to do. If you miss more school from illness or uncertainty, here's what I'm going to do to help you catch up. If you fail to get where it is you want to be, here is what we're going to do together. The score, my friend, will be 0-0 zero, zero until the very end. Mindset with tone is critical. The mindset is a tie game, and the tone is enthusiastic, empathetic optimism that creates a sense of strength which allows others to share in the invincibility that will be needed to make the comeback. The third step is creating a new tradition. One of my favorite places to be on a Saturday is in a college football stadium. And college football stadiums in the United States may be some of the most fun places in the world on those Saturday afternoons. Why? Well, each one is steeped with tradition. Traditions that energize the entire place, no matter what the score is. All stakeholders get excited, and it brings more energy to the experience, and it gets the people on the field to push a little harder just like those of us cheering on our students or our kids or our colleagues. In a few weeks, we will begin the fourth quarter of school, and we have a little bit to learn from college sports. Now, in both football stadiums and basketball arenas, at the beginning of the fourth quarter, there are traditions that everyone takes part in, regardless of the score. Now, the start of the fourth quarter creates a restart, builds a great deal of energy, and re-engages everyone. And others wake up. Because if they've been sleeping or they're disengaged over maybe a little too much indulgence, this energy gets you going. 
I want you to imagine that you take the entire student body into a gym or the auditorium on the first day of the fourth quarter and you set the stage. I mean, seriously, like you literally set the stage. You treat the start of the academic fourth quarter as you would treat the start of the fourth quarter of an athletic event. I mean, if you went to a Notre Dame football game, this is what the band does at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Imagine hearing those cannons. I'd get fired up. Now, if you went to an Oregon football game, they start the fourth quarter like this. Well, you know you make me wanna kick my heels up and I mean, how much fun is that? Now, I'm a little biased here, but I do believe that the greatest start to a fourth quarter actually begins every Saturday in Madison, Wisconsin when my beloved Badgers play, because they have the most epic start of the fourth quarter on the planet. I mean, are you visualizing this? Are you are you seeing how much fun you could be to start the fourth quarter of the school year? Let's start some new traditions and break some bad habits. The start of the fourth quarter is a zero-zero mindset where we loudly express our enthusiasm for the end of the year. We have the most engaging staff members give motivational speeches. We crank music. We celebrate how far we've come and we set the tone like we're under this positive pressure to end the year with an immense strength because that's how you make a comeback. We set the expectations. We reinforce what we expect and we fire up the kids and the adults. We have people that are in the room that are respected, can motivate, reinforce, and demonstrate care. And we played loud music, getting them jumping, getting them motivated. Show them how few days we have left together to make a difference in our own lives. We create a count up to come back attitude the last 45 days of school. Now, the last step to ensure we close out the year with a win is celebration. Every Friday, for the remaining eight weeks of school, we're going to celebrate micro and macro achievements by every level of the organization, and they are going to be ordinary things. Yeah, ordinary. Too often we celebrate the extraordinary when what we really need to do is to recognize that ordinary accomplishments are the true fuel that sustains success. If I were still a principal, I'd be TikToking like crazy. I'd be making videos of all types of everyday things that would keep people engaged in a playful way. Each Friday, I'd send out videos that simply have examples of people meeting expectations because that's ordinary. I'd have announcements when there's 100% attendance in a single class. I'd ring the bell an extra time in the middle of the day when no one was sent to the office for an hour. I'd make videos of the janitor sweeping the hall and act like he or she is pushing the broom across the goal line for a victory. Ted, why would we celebrate the ordinary? Well, the ordinary is what we expect. And if we want to get more of what we expect, we need to reinforce it and celebrate it. We make so much of student academic performance that we occasionally forget that sometimes, just sometimes, making it through the day for some people is a victory. We forget that the people who work in the schools may be caring for a sick family member. They may be struggling with loss or their own anxiety. And the kids, well, they come the same way. Comebacks. 
Comebacks come from one or two extraordinary moments, and that's it. But the truth is that championships and victories come from the same team, performing in the same way, with the most consistency. And those are people that we want to surround ourselves with because those are people that believe in themselves and have processes in place to energize them when they need a boost because the people who do the same pieces ordinarily are actually extraordinary. I think you can do this, right? I mean, it's zero, zero. Tell me what's expected. Launch us into the final quarter with some energy and then tell me I'm doing a good job for being myself. Well, If somebody said something like that to me, I'd probably run through a wall for them because that makes me feel important. That makes me feel needed. That makes me feel part of something. And then I'm going to be willing to create the conditions for others to have that much energy. I mean, wouldn't you want that? So what's stopping you? Get some loud music queued up. Put everyone in one place. Create a sense of urgency around how few days are left for us to get to learn. And finally... Celebrate every moment you can with and for them. And why would we do that? Because what's the score? It's zero, zero. So let's do some smart thinking. List strategies you can employ to launch into the fourth quarter. Describe how you can celebrate the ordinary. And then list people you can team with to get this done. That's it. That's the Smart Thinking Podcast. As always, hey, Thank you for listening, and please remember to rate and share this episode with others. Also, thank you to the Well Pennies for their awesome music. Now, finally, we deserve a comeback story for the past two crazy years, and there's only one person who can write it. You. How are you going to position those you serve to win? How are you going to ensure that 0-0 is our mindset, and that way, on the final day of the journey, the score will be 1-0, and we will have won. How we end the journey is how we will remember the trip. That's just science. And with so many people feeling disengaged and tired and wondering if this mission is the right one for their life and career, we are each obligated to help them make a comeback, to set the time and create the conditions to feel that victory. The first three quarters have been, let's admit it, tough, unpredictable, and not always fun. But the team that learns from it pivots, maintains possibility in their ways and creates the conditions and the energy to finish, well, guess what they do? They win and they get the comeback. And I believe that those we serve, well, they deserve it. Whether this is the first, fourth quarter of their life or career or the last fourth quarter in their senior year or close to retirement, they deserve it. And we owe it to everyone to set up the conditions so that at the beginning of the fourth quarter, we're filled with energy, enthusiasm, and we all believe that we've got this. Party Rock! Yeah! Shake that.